Welcome to the Drop Punters podcast where we launch into all things NFL fantasy from down under. My name is Jasper Chalapa and I'm joined by Ben Felosi this week. For our week 11 preview, we are flying through this NFL fantasy season. Um, it's been exciting so far. Firstly, Ben, how did you go on the weekend? Uh, I was able to go get another win. So I'm sort of continuing my streak of, you know, through the buys, being able to go and sort of turn my season around after the poor start I had. So yeah, I can't be complaining at all. How'd you go? Yeah, I was pretty happy with the with the win. We clawed that one out, Eckler and, and um, Kamara sitting on my bench, unfortunately. So so that was a tough one to deal with. But we, but we you know ground out the win, thankfully. And, and we're both pretty happy right now because my 49ers got up and also your Patriots, they're on a four-game win streak right now. How You guys are absolutely flying. Uh, yeah, I definitely did not expect this at the start of the season for the Patriots to be to be doing this well. Um, and sort of, you know, they, they look like they're a lock at the moment to make the playoffs with the way they're going. Um, yeah, Belichick's just sort of worked out perfectly. Um, had a, you know, had a, for the team to run with, you know, the defense sort of leading the way and then the run game. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's been great to watch. And especially considering that they're sort of, they're just running over teams at the moment. Like, yeah, and really- yeah, I, th- I thought it would be Damian Harris. Without Damian Harris, you'd be a bit lost. But Ron J. Stevenson slots straight into that um, lineup and, and has a huge game um, in his first start for the for the team this year. Um, yeah, we saw him a little bit the week before as well. Um, he sort of he he started going getting a bit of work and he, he looked pretty good. So yeah, I think it, I think it's good to see that sort of you know if one person goes down, um, we got plenty of, of backups in there. And then my Niners as well, they, they went back to the run game, what got them into a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, getting the ball out of Jimmy G's hands. And we know he is a bit of a confidence player and right now his confidence is down. But when you get the the runs going and, and it's now a second and three or, or three and um, a third and one, you know, you, you get a QB who's a bit more confident in making those throws underneath instead of, you know, trying to pick up 10 yards every single throw. So um, we're looking really good right now. Uh, thankfully, because uh, we're going to get into this next kind of little segment where we're going to talk about. But uh, who is been your surprise player of the year? A guy you drafted kind of low and has exceeded everyone's expectations. Uh, so Cooper Cup is mine, which might surprise some people. But in our draft, he was picked in the sixth round. So I think 46th overall. Um, yeah. So obviously, we've only got the eight-man league. But still, I think that when... You sort of look in hindsight, he should have been almost a top five uh, wide receiver pick just yeah. because what he's, what he's done this season has just been incredible. It, you know, even with, you know, Robert Woods, um, OBJ now there, all these other guys, he's just easily getting all of the work. Um, you know, he's had 11,000, uh, sorry, 1,100 yards. <laughs> 1,100 <laughs> yards, um, you know, 10 touchdowns. And he's pretty much, he's the only uh, non-quarterback coming in the MVP discussion at the moment just because what he's doing from week to week is just incredible and even if he doesn't get the touchdown he's getting 100 yards and you know uh, almost double digit catches as well so yeah he's been he's been um, sort of an incredible pickup for me yeah, he's, he's first in receiving yards across the league. The bloke who's second in receiving yards was also drafted pretty low down, uh, 76th in our league. I picked up Debo Samuel, and it ties into what I was talking about with the Niners. When you when you run the ball, you get more man coverage in, in the secondary, and Debo Samuel has just been dominant this season. He's, he's second in receiving yards, as I said, behind Cooper Cup. But then he's also got seven touchdowns in his nine games, uh, drafted at 76th in our league, drafted at 90th 
in my other league I picked him up at, which was just an absolute steal. He was taken, you know, Brandon I probably was ahead of him in most drafts, like Robert Woods was probably ahead of Cooper Cup in most drafts as well. Um, so so what Debo Samuel has done, he, he's a well and truly a top five wide receiver in the NFL right now, not just in fantasy. So um, what he's been able to do, receiving the ball and also rushing it as well. We saw him um, get a rushing touchdown on the weekend, but also, you know, just straight up, playing playing as a running back for five or six snaps um, every single game is, is pretty awesome to see. And as you said, it had small yardage, only 24 um, yards off four receptions. And as and I sort of thought, we saw McCaffrey get a lot more involved in the passing game. He had, I think, 10 receptions. So, um, yeah, it, it's just not looking good for DJ Moore, and especially where we saw that, um, you know, Cam Newton came in and, you know, played a few snaps. We had PJ Walker. So I think that sort of, um, you know, quarterback merry-go-round that's kind of going on at the moment with the Panthers. It's not it's not helping more at all, and he's in a bit of a form a form slump. So, yeah, I think he's one that even you, you just want to go keep your eye out on, just because um, he, he could just one week go back to what we sort of expected. But I just think at the moment he's just he's not going getting um, the production and the, and the touches that he needs. It'll be interesting to see how he goes with Cam Newton as that permanent starter. Um, we know how kind of um, selfish uh, not the not the right word yeah. but we know how good cam newton is running the ball and, and doing it all on his own so it'll be interesting to see how dj Moore fits into that talk us through your other picks um from the week uh so i had james connor as well who obviously was gonna be the sole um running back for the cardinals and um I, he didn't do as well as what i thought he was gonna do um obviously we saw the week prior he had that massive score where you know he was getting rushing and two rushing touchdowns and then a receiving one um, so he needs 13.9, but I think he should be fine this week coming up against um, the poor sort of Seahawks defense. So I think that he'll be able to sort of have another good week. Um, Deanna's Johnson also had 19.2, um, obviously the sole running back again with the, the Browns, but obviously Chubb's coming back this week. So it was probably his last week to sort of you know, be productive and sort of, you know, be worth starting, but, um, yeah, I was happy to, to get that score from him. And then my other two that I had in uh, Frymouth and Mike Williams didn't really work out too well for me. So Frymouth had, you know, he had, he had five receptions, 31 yards, but he did fumble the ball, which did affect his score. So he had uh, 3.6. Yep. Yep. And then, um, yeah, Mike Williams only had 5.3. So he's continued his sort of poor trend of, you know, not being able to score and, um, we know he's a little bit um, injured as well. I think he's got a knee injury at the moment. So I don't know if that sort of must be affecting um, his ability to sort of get out ahead of the defenders. But yeah, I think he's one that sort of isn't really reliable at the moment. And it's sort of like he's going to have his weeks where I think he's going to go off and have a massive score. But then he's going to also have his games where he's not going to be um, involved at all. Yeah, that Chargers offense is kind of in all sorts at the moment. The only kind of consistent guy right now is Austin Eckler um, out of that running back position. Uh, and and Keenan Allen, I think, has, has been putting up really good numbers as well. He's about as reliable as they come as a wide receiver. But you're right, Mike Williams is up and down like a yo-yo right now. For me, I did not have as good a week as you in my predictions. Um, Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson had zero receptions, zero points. Um, I thought he was going to have a really good game against the Steelers. That was the most unwatchable overtime or, or just football game in general that you know I've ever had to lay witness to. Um, I, I will never be watching another Steelers game in my life, in my opinion. <laughs> we saw Elijah Moore have uh, another garbage time at touchdown, 11.9 points. 
Um, so that was a pretty good start. I think a, a guy who was getting picked up off the waiver wire this week, uh, Marvin Jones only had the 4.5 points. Unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence just couldn't find him. Um, in my sits, Har- Damian Harris and DeAndre Hopkins didn't even end up playing. So I guess they were good sits in the end. We <laughs> do record this on a Thursday night in Australia. So it is hard to kind of forecast ahead and see who will play, who won't. Um, and then Jared Cook only had the 1.5 points. So I think that was a, that was a fairly layup kind of gimme sit, but um, yeah, hopefully not too many of you out there started him. Let's get on to our first segment of the of the week. Um, and Sipos's starters, of course, the players we're getting on field because they're going to go big this week. Uh, we've never been wrong about this one. Uh, firstly, the buyers, they're going to be the Broncos and the Rams. But who are you going to be starting, Ben? Uh, so with Aaron Jones, obviously... Uh, with his uh, MCL. So I've, I need to find someone else at running back. So Michael Carter, I'm going to chuck him back into my team after you know, a few weeks ago. I sort of was, you know, lauding about how, how good he was going to be. But yeah. I think he sort of cemented himself now as that lead running back at the Jets. And he's sort of getting the majority of the of the runs. Um, and since like sort of week five, he's been putting up pretty solid scores. And during that time, he's played on the three different quarterbacks. And... This week he's going to be playing underneath uh, your boy Jasper Joe Flacco. Oh yeah, let's start. go. So, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, Flacco, you know, is, is going to look look for him in the passing game as well because that's that's really where I think he sort of is sort of separating himself and making that difference because we've seen sort of over the last month or so he's averaging sixty passing yards a game on top of then having those rushing opportunities. So I think that he sort of. A, a guy that I'm definitely going to be starting this week, especially against the Dolphins, who is sort of a f- somewhat favorable matchup because we sort of we don't know what we can sort of expect from the Dolphins from week to week. We obviously saw last week them you know surprise everyone and, and knock off the Ravens, but we have seen other weeks them being you know pretty bad. So I think Michael Carr is definitely one to start. Yeah, and the Mike White era is over before it really started. Unfortunately, don't cry because it's over smile because it happened that was um, an incredible couple of weeks for the Jets um, and for NFL just in general I think uh, there might have been a few starts of Mike White after his 400 yard performance on debut in in NFL fantasy which is pretty hilarious considering he got injured in his very next game let's go one for one here I'll give you a running back after you've um, given us one and I'm gonna go with David Montgomery here who seems maybe might seem like an obvious one but he would be on a lot of benches he might still be on a couple of people's IR because he only had that one game when he came back and then he had the buy. So he might've just sat on an IR um, throughout that kind of period. He's coming up against the Ravens, which isn't um, a good team to be, you know, playing your running backs into, but you know, we, we've seen him have 13 carries for 4.8 yards in his first game back. And that's probably him at, you know, 70 to 80%. Now four weeks out with that knee sprain, he has a buy for the recovery after that game. I think he'll be raring to go. This is a tough Baltimore D, but Montgomery has just been superb this year when healthy. He looks 100% right now. Um, David Montgomery is definitely a start for mine in week 11. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon that's that's a good pick as well because obviously getting that, that buy to go get that extra bit of rest I think will help um, for sure. And yeah, just Baltimore, they are still, like when we do think about it, they are like pretty banged up with they sort of don't have their best team out there than what they would have had at the start of the year. So I think that there, there are holes that as the season does wear on, um, there's more of that chance of, um, you know, it's sort of catching up to some of these guys. Now give us a wide receiver, Ben. We've gone through a couple of running backs. Uh, so the other one I'm going to be starting this week is Hunter Renfro. 
So they're playing against Cincinnati, but he's sort of come off two really solid weeks where he's put up scores of 14.4 and 14.1. And he looks to be sort of David Carr's favourite target at the moment. And he's sort of getting more targets even than um, Darren Waller, which is a bit, I found a bit surprising. Um, but he's, he's getting plenty of the receptions as well. So he's averaging seven a game over the last sort of few weeks. So that's just an extra three and a half points to his score, which obviously helps quite a bit. And um, he's also being found in the end zone, which is probably the, the biggest thing that, you know, Derek Carr's now finally sort of thrown the ball to him, you know, in that sort of red zone and, you know, when it matters and stuff, because those extra six points are really helping him a lot to go and increase his score. And I think playing the Bengals this week, they've allowed a few points to wide receivers. Um, we saw the Jets um, just absolutely destroy them in week eight when Mike White did have that sensational game. And so I think that Renfro probably can put up a pretty similar score to what we've seen the last few weeks in that sort of, um, you know, low double digits mark. Yeah. And, you know, crisis creates opportunity for the Raiders. Hunter Ren- Renfro has been a really big beneficiary of that. I'll give you a couple wide receivers in return here. One, uh, a couple, uh, either end of the spectrum. Firstly, Tyler Lockett um, against Arizona. Now, this may seem a little bit counterintuitive because we've seen him really struggle over the past few weeks after starting red hot in NFL fantasy. Uh, He had another kind of horrid week with his two receptions, but his underlying stats are much better. He had eight targets and Russell Wilson can can only really go up from here from what he produced. That was one of his worst games of his career um, coming back from that finger uh, surgery. So, you know, this is a guy who started the season with 24 and 28 points and he had 20 points without a touchdown three weeks ago. That was just prior to his buy. So only two games ago for the Seahawks Uh, coming up against Arizona, who were terrible last week. They've been really good throughout the season, obviously, but their defense is really banged up right now. Uh, No, JJ Watt obviously is the big one out there. Um, I think Lockett can have a really good game here, despite, you know, what probably consensus in the fantasy community is right now is that, he doesn't look the goods. Um, I think he will bounce back and have a really good one. For my other one, I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who's you know had a, had a really terrible secondary all season long. Basically, he has been one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy. There's no denying that Ayuk, like I said before, he was drafted ahead of Debo Samuel and he was expected to perform really well for this 49ers outfit. Um, he had 15.7 two weeks ago, which was really promising. That included a touchdown. But what we've seen is Elijah Mitchell, the, the running back who's been exceptional, um, the, the rookie for the Niners so far this season. He's just had surgery on his fingers. So his status is up in the air against Jacksonville. The Niners could actually end up passing the ball a little bit more than we initially thought. And um, I think it figures that Ayuk will have a really nice game against a terrible secondary as you know, the third option behind Kittle and Debo. Not sure what you think about this, Ben, but I think Brandon Ayuk's a, a start this week. I think that, yeah, it's probably... He hasn't been that, that consistent at all. Obviously, two weeks ago, he had a pretty good score, but then sort of dropped off again last week. But I guess if there's any team for him to play himself into a bit of form, it would be against Jacksonville, because obviously we do know that their their defense is pretty leaky. Yeah, exactly. Jordan Mailata. Jordan Mailata. Jordan Mailata. Let's get on to my latest matchup miss, the players that we should be sitting on our benches because they're going to have a horrid week. Firstly, Ben, um, you've got you've got a running back. Uh, yeah, so Zach Moss is a guy that obviously we've talked about a bit on this podcast, um, but I think he's got a really bad matchup this week against the Colts, um, who they've really have been they've really done a really good job of sort of making sure that running backs um, you know, aren't able to put up big scores against them in fantasy because they're ranked as the third best team, um, and that's also the Colts have played against Derek Henry twice and they're still ranked as the third best. So 
Uh, I think, you know, they, we've seen them do a pretty good job from that thing. But also, Moss has been splitting the touches with Singletary, as we know. But now, um, Matt Brader's also been getting involved on top of Josh Allen also. We've seen over the last sort of month or so um, being a bit more involved um, in the run game and rushing a little bit more. So I think that Moss is probably one to, to avoid this week, especially considering last week he only had seven attempts and got 27 yards and a touchdown, which I guess made the score look okay. But that was the first time he had a touchdown in four games. So I think he's one to avoid this week, especially with the Bills having a sort of pass-centric offense. Um, I would be avoiding Moss. Yeah, it is a, definitely a, a running back committee um, in Buffalo. And it's a bit of a shame because if it was one running back alongside Josh Allen, he would be one of the fantasy goats right now. And we know Zach Moss is capable of putting up really big scores, but right now just the touches aren't there um, for him. And, you know, he's been a guy that I've, I've put, you know, my uh, mouth on the line for and, and, and said that he will be the starting running back for the Buffalo Bills this season after, you know, after their buy and, um, unfortunately, it's just looking like a real committee there and, and there's no one to really um, start at all. I'll give you a, a running back in return here. And this one is, is, a, is, a, is a contentious one as well, I think, is the Brandon Ayuk one. Sitting this week, Miles Gaskin against the New York Jets. Now, this is a fantastic matchup. Against the Jets, they're giving up the most points to running backs this season. But... Gaskin hasn't been able to get over 2.2 yards per carry um, in over his last two weeks. And he's only, you know, got one rushing touchdown on the year as well. This is, you know, the starting running back for the Miami Dolphins who looked really promising last season as a, you know, a catching guy of the backfield. We haven't really seen much of that at all this year. And he's, you know, a pretty subpar runner of the football right now. It's been super disappointing because he was drafted fairly high. Um, this is going to be the best match of the season for him, but I'm still very hesitant to start him. If if you have any decent running back depth at all, I would be I'd be suggesting that Miles Gaskin stays on your bench, despite um, the fact that this matchup looks pretty inviting. Um, yeah, it's, it, it definitely is a big call. This, especially considering how bad the Jets have been at stopping running backs, but I just think Gaskin can't be trusted. We've seen. We've seen him, he, he has these one, you know, really good weeks and you think, okay, he's back now. And then the next week he has, you know, barely any any production, any work and puts up sort of a, a terrible score. So, yeah, I think I think it's one way. It's sort of, it's just hard to tell what Miami are going to do from week to week, um, especially we've seen sort of two in there. We've seen Brissett in there um, at, at quarterback. So I just, I honestly don't know what Miami are, are doing at the moment. And so I think it probably one to sort of, Stay clear from, but then again, if you're someone who does have him, you know he could he could win you this week in fantasy if he does, you know, have this type of game that you know we know he's capable of having. This is an absolute hit or miss kind of a one, but I think he's going to miss, and I think he's going to disappoint a lot of fantasy coaches who don't listen to this pod and and do end up starting him. Let me continue on with Michael Gallup here, who I think it does you know seem pretty intuitive that you should be sitting him. Coming up against the Kansas City Chiefs, though, they're on you know on your ESPN app or whatever fantasy league um, you're on your website. They they're one of the worst secondaries in the league, um, and they give a give up a bunch of points to wide receivers. So they'd almost you know be a green team to be playing your wide receivers against. But recently, they've been limiting the opposition wide receivers, and we were talking just before going on air about how the fact that the Chiefs may well and truly be back. Um, and, you know, their defense looks a lot more competent than it did halfway through the season. Uh, he, Michael Gallup is just not getting the volume to be a, 
to be a start at all in, in fantasy. Seven and five targets in his games. Um, obviously, he's coming back from that injury. He isn't playing all the snaps. Um, he's just the fourth in line kind of option for Dak behind what we've seen with CD, who is just dominating the target share right now. They've also got, you know, a, a wide receiver one on the opposite of CD as well in Amari Cooper. But then you've also got Dalton Schultz, who's um, had some monster games too. So I think Michael Gallup's definitely the, the third wide receiver um, in this option and probably the fourth option overall for Dak Prescott. And that's not even, you know, including Zeke Elliott, who's going to you know have his rushing touchdown and, and get the ball 15 times a game. I don't think Michael Gallup's at all a start. Yeah, he hasn't had, like, obviously he's only played two games this year, but in both of those two games, he hasn't really shown anything to sort of make you want to start him. And you would have thought against Atlanta, a team which we saw Dallas just destroy and rip apart, that you thought he would maybe, you know, get a bit more work or would be able to put a bit of a better score, but obviously he only had 5.7. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, Dallas, they've got they've got so many different guys. Um, and, you know, obviously it seems that you guys like CD and Zeke and, Amari Cooper, the guys, they, they want to be getting more involved in the offense than, than Gallup. Now, to finish this off with our Mylata matchup miss, you have a bold take for Thursday night football. Um, yeah, hopefully I can go two from two after my DJ Moore um, pick last week. But it is Kyle Pitts, who I think is one to bench, which is probably it's pretty controversial considering he's probably a sort of top, you know, probably top yeah, five or six um, tight end at the moment in fantasy. But I think coming up against the Patriots, I, I think it's going to be you know really hard for him to go get a good score. Um, you know the Patriots defense has been really good the last of few weeks, um, especially when it comes to the passing game. The Browns we saw last week only had 118 passing yards, and the week before the Panthers only had 162. So I think when you and also the Patriots held both teams to below double digits. So I think that. There's already sort of bad signs here for just the Falcons in general that it's going to be hard to, to move the ball in the passing game. And especially when we know that Pitts is Matt Ryan's sort of main target and the Patriots are going to know that. I think they're going to look to sort of double him and just look to go, if we can shut him down, the Falcons aren't going to really be able to do a whole lot more, especially considering their wide receivers aren't you know that amazing either. So I think that this is definitely a week where Pitts is not going to do well. We know he's only scored one touchdown so far this season. So he'll be literally having to rely on, you know, really big yardage um, if he's going to put up a productive score. And I, I don't think that the yardage is going to be there this week. Yeah, uh, I, that's really sound reasoning. And, you know, it's a big call because of the name. You know, Kyle Pitts was drafted really early on as, as a rookie, you know, probably up, apart from Najee Harris might have been the first uh, rookie taken in drafts. But, um, it's tough to pull away from these guys, especially at the tight end spot where there's not a lot of depth. But Kyle Pitts is a guy who, you know, could get your um, week off to a really bad start on Thursday night football. Well, we, we've gone through our, our starts and our sits for the week. Uh, let's get on to what we're most looking forward to. Um, for me, I'll, I'll go first. And I want to talk about this Chiefs and Cowboys game because I think Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb versus Patrick Mahomes and and Tyreek Hill or even Travis Kelsey 
they're, they're just so, such dynamic combinations. They're up there with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and what we saw from them last season and this season. Um, they're just must-watch TV, both of these sides, and it's going to be a really good battle um, Monday morning for, for us in Australia. Uh, I, think, I think this is an absolute must-watch for any NFL fans, let alone if you've got to start, you know, if you're starting any, any person in, in fantasy in this game. I just, I just think it's going to be an absolute shootout, Ben. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely the game of the round. Um, there's no doubt about that at all, especially considering, as we said before, the Chiefs, they might be back. Uh, I don't know. They obviously yeah, looked, yeah. They looked really good last week. So, um, you know, if, if the Chiefs are back and obviously the Cowboys have been you know, one of the best teams in the league this season, I think that it's got sort of all, all, the, all the pieces to just be an absolute amazing game. And, you know, um, I think it's going to be pretty close as well. And, and yeah, people that own guys like you know CD Lamb, um, Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, and then you know Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and even the quarterbacks, um, you know they, they might have you know all have pretty good weeks this week. Um, you know they were the teams in, in, in good form at the moment. And what are you looking forward to? Um, it's probably going to be your Patriots going five and zero, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So it's the Patriots versus the Falcons. So I've been enjoying seeing the Patriots sort of. Um, you know, beat up on teams the last few weeks. So I'll be hoping they can do the same against the Falcons. Um, you know, it's, as a Patriots fan, it's a bit weird watching us lose um, as the Cage last season. So it's good to see us back winning games again. So yeah, I'll definitely be um, looking forward to the Patriots game. And then also I'll be um, got, got my eye on the Buffalo Colts game as well with Stefan Diggs, who obviously had a really, really good week last week. And maybe he's having a bit of a resurgence after a, a slow start to the season and, you know, people like me who own him, they might you know start to reap the, the rewards of picking him so high. Yeah, Diggs. Um, it's been a bit lackluster, but I think he's you know finally looking like that top three wide receiver that he was drafted as, probably behind Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. I'm going to look forward to the Niners also in addition to that game of the week. I think um, we're looking quite good. Hopefully Elijah Mitchell does play. And if not, um, Brandon Ayuk is just going to benefit from that, in my opinion. Looking forward to that one. Make sure you follow us at DropPontersPod on Twitter and theinnersanction.com.au is where you can go for all your fantasy content. We're looking forward to week 11 of the NFL fantasy season and we'll see you on the other side.